What's good, guys? We're back at it again with another video. And, you know, as our prep season is coming to a close, as our high school, you know, program, their season is coming to a close. Remember, I said in the community tab, remember, like I always say, if you haven't been checking it out, make sure you do. It's where I post updates. But like I said there on the community tab, I said, you know, for the rest of February, I'm going to try and get out two, three videos a week. But starting in March, as our season comes to a close, I'm going to jump back into it, get back to my regular schedule, what I was doing it before try and get maybe four to five, maybe even six videos out a week. So being that I'm getting ready to jump back into it, I've been going through all of my past videos that I've made before uh, across all my playlists, right? But specifically about the basketball advice playlist, just, okay, what have you talked about, you know, before? What are some things you can expand, expand upon, you know, really talk about more in depth so people can really understand? And like, what can you like add in just things that you've learned over these past couple months, you know, just being a prep coach, prep assistant, or even starting to be the head coach of our high school team, right? And, you know, I went through these videos, went back through all of them. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I kept coming back to is I really need to make a, a video, you know, really explaining, going into what separates a high school basketball player from a college basketball player. When I say a college basketball player, I'm not speaking to you know, just D1. No, when I say a college basketball player, I'm talking about anyone who plays a collegiate on a collegiate basketball team. Again, I don't care if it's D1, D2, D3, NAIA, JUCO. What separates a high school basketball player from a college basketball player? And I've noticed, just like all these tournaments we've been going to, all these practices we've been having with my with our team, just noticing these differences. Remember, I talk about it in almost all my recent videos. Just talking about you know what everything I've seen so far, just really trying to discern. Okay, what is the difference between why does this player make it? Why does this player not make it? Why does this player get this D1 offer, but this player is the same size and the skill level isn't that different? What makes him a D3 basketball player, right? What really separates? What really separates these players? That's what we're gonna talk about today. So just jump right into it. One of the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the greatest difference that i've really that i've really you know noticed observed again after all these past couple months is the mindset the mindset right so with a lot of basketball players especially in high school you know when you're growing up you tell yourself oh i want to be in the nba i want to be or i want to play uh division one but not just regular division one it's never that oh i want to play at kentucky i want to play at duke gonzaga north carolina i want to play at a blue bud school i want to be a five-star athlete that's what you know. almost every basketball player growing up is telling themselves. That's the goal. That's where I want to be at. And then eventually, if I get there, it's easy for me to get to the NBA, right? It's easy. That's literally like just one step over. Not realizing when I say a mindset is once you get to about freshman year of high school, I've said this before in other videos, once you get to freshman year of high school, there starts to be all of a sudden the kids that are going to be at the top or the kids that are going to ascend at some point. There starts to become some sort of, you know, separation with certain players, special players. You'll see it early. Like with Scoot, I said, like I when I when I was watching him when I was in high school and I was watching him playing up as a sixth grader, playing up seventh grade, playing up eighth grade. You could see he had something that not everyone else has. But for most people, once you start to get in high school is when people start to separate. What happens is all of a sudden some people are going to start to want to put that work in. They're going to realize, OK. There are over 500,000 high school basketball players in America. 
looking for a college basketball scholarship, not just D1, looking for any level scholarship, not to mention those kids that are prep who just graduated who are also looking for those same scholarships. Not to mention those kids that are in JUCO looking for those same scholarships. Not to mention now, because of a one-time transfer rule, you have D2 basketball players that were players of the year that want to get that D1 offer. Or you have a player that was at another D1 and now he doesn't have to sit out a year. He's going to transfer to another one and take that scholarship. So at some point in high school, some kids, it starts to click. Oh, I'm going against this much talent. That's this much is stacked against me. I got to get in that gym. I got to put in that work. So what I'm starting to notice is when I say mindset is, you know, even at this prep level, like I said, in high school, some kids, it's it's like it's an entitlement factor. Like you just I, it's hard to like try to make um, players understand exactly what you have stacked against you. You can't. I've said it before in other videos. You can't you can't stay up late when you have a game the next day. You can't when you have practice coast through practice you can't take days off you can't oh i don't feel like lifting i'm gonna skip this rep uh the strength coach isn't watching me i can skip this one or two reps it's not gonna catch up to me it doesn't really matter it doesn't work that way like you have to be willing to put in that work there is gonna be days you do not want to practice there are gonna be days you don't want to do this you don't want to do that but if you are really serious about your actual goal which is playing collegiate basketball at some point it's gonna have to click like that mindset that hunger that drive some kids, I'm being honest now, some kids, they just, I've seen it and you can see it in their eyes. Some kids just don't have that, that drive to push through to really, you know, be willing to put in that work to achieve their goal, which is why I can see now and really understand that, okay, why this player might be a similar build, similar skill level, right? But the difference is this player on this side that I said that got that division one offer, this player over here doesn't take any plays off. He's diving on the floor. He's going after every rebound. You never see him have laps on defense. He doesn't really just let people blow by and try and back tap. He's giving maximum effort. This player over here might be just as talented, same size, but the difference is he takes plays off. He takes plays off. Coach subs him out. He gets an attitude. He he just feels like he the world owes him something. Oh, I should, oh, I played UIBL for one year, two years. I should have an offer. No, you got to be willing to put in that work. Another thing that separates kids, not just the mindset, the ability to think the game as well as play it, right? So, you know, you've heard this a bunch of times. When you play basketball, a majority of the game is mental. It's not just physical. You have to be able to think and play because with a lot of kids nowadays, you'll have kids that are freak athletes or, you know, they're just so naturally talented. So for their whole lives, they've been able to just walk out on the court they can jump over everybody or they're faster than everybody or, you know, they got some body control so they know how to, they can do euros or they got just natural talent, natural ability. But when you put them in a situation where they're playing against like talent, like size, all of a sudden you can't make a read when you driving and a defender steps over, all of a sudden you can't think the game and you just want to jump in the air and you get a charge call. Or you trying to force your way through traffic, trying to break a press by yourself because you're used to being faster than everybody else you're getting a turnover. You want to make a pass to a teammate. All you know is jump in the air. Again, you're getting a charge, things like that. Being able to, not to mention that, only also, also being able to remember plays. When coach draws something up on the sideline or something you've gone over in practice a hundred times, when that game starts, if you can't execute plays, it's going to be hard to get you to the next level. These are things that coaches notice. 
coaches notice when, okay, coach calls a timeout when you're in AAU and you're in high school and the coach, the coach on the sideline is watching your head coach drop a play and they all of a sudden the ball's in and he's watching you and you and you looking around and you don't know where to go. Coaches see all these things. You also have to be able to think the game, you know, and, uh, while also being able to play it at the same exact time. Last thing, one of the last things I want to talk about is this off the court. Off the court, off the court, right? So when I say you got to have this hunger, <clears throat> this hungry mindset when you're on the floor, you got to be able to think the game as well as play it. Off the court, there are also certain intangibles that separate, again, a high school basketball player from a legitimate college basketball player, right? One of the things, biggest thing, time, time. So for a lot of our kids, even at the prep school, even at our prep, I got to tell these, these dudes all the time, like you being late or matter of fact, you being on time, on time is late. In college, if we have practice at two o'clock, at two, if we have practice at two o'clock, right? And you didn't get to the you know practice facility at one and start to get ready at one and really be on the court by at least 140, 15 to 20 minutes really should be on probably around maybe 30 minutes be on the court being or getting ready for practice. If you're trying to show up now, 10 minutes before, or let's just say we're going on a trip, right? We're going on a trip out of town. You got a bus ride. And coach says you need to get, you need to be at the bus by 11 a.m., right? And you decide that, oh no, they're going to wait. I can get there at 10.57. I can get there at 10.58. I really just try and get the point across. The only people that that bus stops for, and once you get to college, you better be averaging. I'm being extremely specific about this. You better be averaging at least 16 points a game. That's extremely specific, but that's only because I've seen it with my own eyes. Life isn't fair. And that's one of the biggest thing I've been trying to get across is everybody isn't the same once you get to college. A lot of, a lot of players nowadays, they think everything's equal opportunity. It's not the same. You're going to have star players. You're going to have players that get most of the touches. You're going to have players that get most of the shots. So they might get a little leeway. You know, when you, you know, when the bus is about to leave, okay, coach might wait one or two extra minutes. But if you're a freshman, they're not waiting for you. They will not wait for you. They will leave you. They will leave you. I promise you. I've seen it happen. Like this time, you know what I'm saying? How you approach the game in practice. Are you staying, you know, focused during practice? When you go to the sideline, when you're not in, when you're not getting a rep, are you just looking off? Are you going to ask an assistant coach or going to ask a manager? Hey, what time is it? How much time we got left? What we got next? Are you are you actually focused during practice? Are you staying locked in? All these things come to make a college basketball player. And, you know, I've, I've started to just understand that, you know, some players, some players just don't have that internal, that internal drive, that internal thing inside of them telling them, okay, I have this many players that I have to, that I'm fighting, you know, to get the same scholarships that they want. Okay, what is going to, like, I have to do something to get this edge. This player might be more talented. He might be taller. He might be faster. How can I catch up to him? Okay, I need to make sure I'm getting more sleep than this kid at night. I need to make sure that I'm working out more than this kid at night. I need to make sure that when I'm in practice, I'm working twice as hard as he could ever think about working just because I understand that life isn't fair. Some kids are going to be more talented. Some kids are going to be able to wake up every day, get out the bed, and drop 30. If you aren't, if you weren't born that way, it's not a knock. I wasn't born that way. So what did I have to do? Even if I didn't want to, shout out to my coaches, shout out to my parents for making me, even when I was lazy, go work out, go get in the gym, go lift. 
But at some point it clicked for me that, okay, all my teammates on Game Elite are getting offers. And I feel like I should be getting an offer. So what do I have to change? Something I'm doing isn't working because I'm seeing all my teammates. This was what, sophomore year? I've told this story before. This was, we're in Vegas. I just played well. I'm hitting turnaround jumpers out the, out the, out the uh, post. I'm hitting mid-range. I'm finishing at the rim. I'm making passes. I'm doing everything. All my teammates are getting offers. I'm the only one that didn't get one. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm not going to blame anybody else. Something I'm doing is wrong. I need to change something so that I can get a scholarship offer. So what did I do? I was working harder. I'm not skipping any reps in while we're in school and we have uh, personal fitness or weightlifting. I'm not skipping any reps because I know if I really want that offer, I'm going to put that work in. I'm going to stay after school. I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning and go and go shoot. I'm going to go shoot free throws if I'm missing in a game. If I can't finish layups, I'm going in the morning. I'm doing Mikeins, 100 makes, things like that. I'm making sure that I'm going to be good enough that when a coach is sitting on the baseline trying to watch me play, deciding, can this kid play in my program? He's going to see me always be positive on the court. When I make a mistake, he's not going to see me put my head down and, oh, man, or if the ref doesn't call a foul, he's not going to see me try and yell at the ref. He's not going to see me when coach takes me out, throw a temper tantrum. Why are you? I just got in the game. No, he's not going to see that. He's going to see me give maximum effort every time on the court. Like, I remember, I don't mean for this video to get too long, but there was this one tournament I taught Elite Preview. Elite Preview in Georgia. I went into that tournament knowing I was probably one of the least skilled basketball players to be to be in that even to be even be in that camp the most least skilled i went into that understanding it so i was nervous because i'm like oh these other dudes are they already have some offers some of them are ranked i i know i'm not a scorer like how am i even gonna make an impact because i understand scoring is what brings the you know the tweets about you and everything so how am i gonna make an impact i left that day thinking you know oh i didn't i mean i played decent you know next thing you know article comes out about the camp I'm one of the top 10 players in the camp. Why? I can literally, I want to, I might, if I can find it, I'll link, I'll link it in the description. They literally said because of my motor, my motor did not stop that entire day. I was one of the hardest working players on the court. Next thing you know, my name gets out there again. I finished with 17 offers. That's all I want to say. There's a difference. There's certain things, intangibles that separate players that are great high school players from players that are built for college and can succeed in college and can get there and won't quit. Again, if you really want to achieve your goals, you got to have that mindset. You got to be able to do things, have intangibles off the court, not just on it. And you also got to be able to think the game as well as play it. Like, share, subscribe, turn on post notifications. Appreciate you guys watching. Remember, if you want the one-on-one -on -one evaluations, subscriber breakdowns that get posted on the channel, hit my website. Like I always say, appreciate you guys watching. I'll see you guys next time in the next video.